Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Yeah, so we had uh, Billy and Ethan both up, right? You saw Ethan go out there at the end to catch it. Um, you know, Billy's just not quite 100% cleared, but he wanted to catch the ball. Um, you know, last week the ball kept rolling and uh, hitting. So, you know, they, they hit some bombs. Even all those, that look, you know, well, I know it, it doesn't look great. Um, it, uh, uh, even the gunners were down kind of bearing on him. So, we, you know, he fair caught it. I think if he would have had, like, you know, you know, we went for the block a lot today. So the thought process was like, hey, let's go try to block it. Uh, we, you know, we think we have a chance. We thought we had a chance going in the game to be a good block team. Um, so we were trying to block them and then, and then put him back there for the stability of winning the, you know, winning the turnover battle. Welcome back to Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula with Andrew Rogers. We are brought to you by our friends at Dingman's Collision Center. Dingman's has four great area. Omaha area locations, family owned and operated for mm-hmm. over 25 years. Best of Omaha. For 18 years running, they have all the latest technologies to work on any make and model that you have, and they are giving back to the community with every car repaired. That's part of the reason we love them so much over at Dingman's. Make sure you check it out at dingmans.com for information not only on all their uh, services, but on their give back program as well. Uh, Andrew, I wanted to get into this Nebraska game a little bit. Obviously, Nebraska coming off a 2017 loss to Michigan State. Um, you know, I, I think what we realize, one of the things we realize there, and, and I think Coach Rule uh, kind of mentioned it as well, is the defense doesn't have a lot of margin for error. Because I didn't think they played poorly, but they did play just slightly worse than they had been playing, especially in the secondary. And that's pretty much what cost Nebraska outside of the obvious turnovers for the offense, right? But I mean things that were different from the Mm three-game winning streak because the offense, and you mentioned, and we'll get into the play-calling pass attempts thing in a minute here, but, you know, you mentioned, like, yeah, the offense didn't really look that much different, and and you're not entirely wrong, right? Like, there's a lot of similarities in terms of the overall effectiveness of the offense, right? The difference was the defense gave up a couple chunk plays in the passing game, and that was pretty much the game. You know, they gave up, I think, a couple 40-yarders and a 30-yarder, a, a and that was, that was enough in a game like this to make the difference. Um, as you kind of watch this and are, are processing it, did you, did you see a reason why the defense was playing a little bit worse, or was it just kind of, hey, maybe they weren't totally locked in today? You know, I think, they're, I think Michigan State did a really good job of play calling mm-hmm. um, and mixing in some trick plays. Uh, because the trick plays that they mixed in seemed to work and throw off the defense a little bit. So I thought Michigan had, uh, Michigan State rather, had good control uh, when they were on offense. But you're right. I think we saw what the result will look like when the defense doesn't play at an elite level. Nebraska's offense, to me, didn't look any different, or any worse, rather, than they've looked all season. But there's a willingness to limit the negativity or, or the outside noise when the team is winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you know, things begin to pop up more um, when the team doesn't end with a W in that column. I mean, the mistakes you were once willing to look over Mm -hmm. or or give a slap on the wrist turned into, well, he's not a good passer, right? When talking about Harburg, before it was like, well, the team's winning. We addressed that some of the balls don't look great, but the team's still winning. But when you lose, when the team loses, it becomes – He's not, he's not a good passer. And that reaction is 100% warranted. Uh, Harburg looked extremely rough. Yeah. A lot of those balls, there, there were some overthrown. There was one that was completely off target that ended up in an INT. Now some may look at that and be like, oh, well, it was just like a punt. But dude was wide open. Alex yeah. Bullock was wide open. Yeah, and you can't miss that throw. One thing when you're throwing something into kind of a jump ball scenario and you're like, eh, if my guy comes down with it, awesome. If their guy comes down with it, it's an arm punt, right? This was not that. This was, hey, I have Alex Bullock wide open on the outside. Streak to the corner of the end zone. Yeah, you need to throw that to the outside shoulder, toward the sideline, toward that back pylon, and instead it ends up basically on the opposite hash directly to the the, the Michigan State guys. So, yeah, there's a arm punts are okay in some scenarios. That was not one of them. This season hasn't shown anything that would make us think anything different, though, that no. Harburg is, is, is rough when it comes to passing the football. Um, even in a couple of games prior to when he led off with a couple of interceptions in the first quarter. Yeah, in the first right? You overthrow Fedoni. Yeah. And there you go. You, you put your team, you put your defense with their back against the wall and hope that they'll play elite yeah. so that they stop or uh, uh, six points and, mm-hmm. and just hold them to three. Or, you know, if, if they block a field goal and there they go down the other way and you end up getting six points out of it. But – you know, that's just the world Nebraska's in right now. It's no longer Lucas Oil. It's no longer Indy. It's, it's get to six. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Yeah. It's just get to six. Is there a scenario where, hey, the sure. Big Ten championship is in the window? Like, yeah, it's way far now. But get, get, to, get bowl eligibility. All you need to First do right now is get to six. Yeah. And, look, this team isn't good enough right now to be anything more. And that's okay. That really is okay. They don't have to be. They're building for the future. Yeah, a bowl game is a huge win this year. Huge win. They're not win now. They're not Big Ten win now. No. Coming into the season, if they got to a bowl game, people would be over the moon. And I still will be. Uh, Frank, I still, I'll still be thrilled. So because they're building for the future, I mean, I think we can officially say that um, the starting quarterback job is now a mystery moving forward. Oh, without because a doubt. Yeah. It's unknown what direction Nebraska wants to go to get to that six win marks. I mean, I've, I've seen the question circling in weeks leading up to this. Is Harbor going to be the starting quarterback next season? Like, can you instantly slot him in? Uh, no. The unanimous answer now is no. Absolutely I don't no. think I don't think I would have been so quick to say no until this point. I was leaning no, yeah. but I wouldn't have said – because if Harburg wins out with this team, even though it didn't say the defense was elite the whole way and, and Nebraska made sure. it to the Big Ten championship game, it would be hard for me to say this guy wouldn't be the guy that I would, I would say, hey, is projected to be the starter next year. Not yeah. that Coach Rule isn't all about, hey, compete for the position. Yeah, he's not giving things away, but – but if you go, if you win, how many games? It would have been nine if yeah, they had won. Nine out. of nine of ten, or eight of nine, he would have won. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's what happened, it would be hard for me to say Harburg wouldn't be the guy for sure. But in a moment like this, now I can finally sit back and say, 
here's what Nebraska needs to do. Nebraska needs to line up Sims and Harburg and practice again, mm-hmm. and here they go. Yeah. I mean, give Chubb his, and maybe his reps if too. you want. Yeah. Give, give him his reps because he's, he's a great passer. And, and we've heard that. From what we've heard, yeah. yeah we don't and, really know. We, well, and we've heard, and I, I trust what I hear. I do too, right? yeah. So, but if this is me at this point, I, I think it's time to bring uh, Jeff Sims back, give him a chance again. Yeah, so there's, there's a couple things there with Harburg. And, and you're right. We overlooked some things. I, I, think, I think people were aware that he wasn't throwing the ball well, but I think it was more of a, hey, as long as they keep winning, I can live with it. So I don't know that it was ignoring his faults so much as, you know, you're kind of in a you're kind of tied to this guy for a while, right? And you say, hey, I, I can live with it with as long as the W's keep coming. But I, I've had a really hard time trying to figure out if he was actually worse passing on Saturday, or if because of the number of pass attempts, it just was more obvious to us because of how it kind of. It kind of showed a magnifying glass on his flaws passing, right? Because there were, if my math here is correct, he had 28 pass attempts, but he got sacked seven times. So that's 35 called passes versus 34 called runs. First of all, that ratio should never be more pass than run for this Nebraska team. That's a hard no for me. Well, and you have to remember, though, Michigan State was the worst passing defense in the Big Ten. Yeah, I don't care. But the the caveat to that whenever they played the worst run defense in the Big Ten, which was Northwestern, they still threw the ball a ton. Yeah, they still threw it more than they did uh, against some other opponents. So, to me, I don't care if it's the worst pass defense in the Big Ten. You're the one of the worst pass offenses in the Big Ten. You have to be, I say this all the time, you have to be competent at something in order to take advantage of someone else's weakness in that area. Nebraska's not really competent as a passing team. So it's, you can't take advantage. Like, they don't really have the weapons to be a passing Well, team. that's what I mean. Yeah, it's not just any one individual guy's fault. You're missing your top four wide receivers. You're missing three offensive linemen. You are on a backup quarterback. Whether the starter is better or not, I don't, we don't really know at this point. But you are on a backup quarterback. You, are, like, you don't have the, the tools, like you said, to be competent in the passing game. And so... To go out there and be like, oh, we can take advantage of this worst pass defense in the Big Ten, to me, was a mistake. I, I've been consistent. That number of throws that I want from Harburg is 12 to 15, and he topped that each half. Yeah, you know, just at this rate, you'll, you'll get a quarterback competition this week. I think you More should. More than likely, Harburg will be the starter come Saturday, but if mistakes happen like they did... There has Look, to be I've a, seen Matt Rule pull the trigger before, and he's not afraid to do it again. There has to be a self-awareness of on the coaching staff to say, like, hey, maybe Sims isn't better, maybe Purdy's not better, but we can't keep throwing this guy out there to look like he has. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk more of that uh, Nebraska quarterback spot here on Herd Sports Radio.